What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Drunk Boys Basement, where the drunk conversations do... If you want to finish that, they do happen. <laughs> the, this is kind of a somber episode, because this is actually the last Drunk Boys Basement episode we will have. That isn't to say that our podcast endeavors are ending. That is to say that this chapter is coming to an end. And we have even a greater chapter in store. Okay. <laughs> so obviously what? we don't... What? Why Why that sound so like sad? I just told you it was a somber episode. I'm sad. But, but, yeah. all right, all right, all right. No, I'm, I, what, I, what I was going to say is we obviously don't have a guest today. Um, because Sean and I have been hard at work at a lot of things to... Uh, open the next chapter of, uh, of our, of our endeavors doing podcasting and, uh, building lots of different cool things for people to listen to and watch. So it is kind of sad because, uh, we did, you know, looking back two years ago, um, from the horrible episodes that we, you remember how bad some of those were like the first, <sighs> it was definitely a learning curve. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've come a long way, but uh, looking back on the episodes, I mean, we, we founded the Drunk Boys based off the conversations that Sean and I used to have in uh, his old bedroom. And one day we decided, you know, what, what would it be like to start a podcast? And it's funny because you see a lot of these like TikToks and these memes of Troy and Josh and Connor, and they're like, huh, I should start a podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... We were in that group of the Troys and the Joshes and the Connors, but what we decided is we wanted to kind of get our voices out into the world because, you know, it's something that we've never done before. And fast forward about two years, we've had dozens upon dozens of guests and people that, um, you know, we've learned a lot from and I had a lot of ups and downs too. We've had a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that I don't think a lot of these creators, um, not only for podcasting, but like Twitch streamers or YouTubers talk about is how many ups and downs they do have because it's it's a lot of work. Like if you want to make this something that you are proud of, whether it's podcasting or streaming or you know doing videos on YouTube, it's a lot of work. Like it's a lot of work to make it legitimate, to make it user-friendly, to make it enjoyable for the, for the listeners or the viewers. And I mean, Sean and I have learned an exponential amount. And, um, so yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a sad episode. And, and those, those of us listening, um, can't see it, but those of us watching, they can see the banner, uh, above me right now. <laughs> and, uh, that's something that we're proud of, man. I mean, it's, it's been a really long journey and it's going to continue with all of the things that we've learned. You know, but that isn't to say that we're not going to have the the chaotic conversations. Uh, can you even call them chaotic anymore? Because I feel like they're a little more organized. Like I'm able to, since I'm not, I don't drink as heavily on the shows, I'm able to organize my thoughts a little bit better. I mean, that's so true. I mean, uh, how, with how chaotic our episodes used to be, uh, we've definitely come, or we've definitely changed a lot from that. But and I you feel know, like it's you, for the better. You know, what was funny is the other day I was, was in the, I was in the kitchen. I was thinking about how we spent so much time like stressing over the vision. Remember that? Remember how long we stressed over the vision? I'm like, well, I don't even know if it was you. It was just mostly me, like <laughs> trying to like 
trying to get the company and the show in a, a direction that we both liked. Yeah. And the drinking, man, that, that shit took a toll on me, bro. You want to talk about uh, trying to come up with a vision while impaired? Oh, God, that was yeah, <laughs> We had a lot of those nights. That was dumb. <laughs> but, no, it's it's been a long run, and it'll, again, it, it, I make it sound like we're stopping. We're not going to stop. We're just coming back at you, like, better, like, way better, like, more organized. Like, oh, dude, it's going to be, I'm excited for it. It's going to be <laughs> sick. But yeah, I mean, this is one of the like first episodes in months that we haven't had a guest, and it's, true. it's more so to remembering all those virtual, virtual episodes. Oh God! <laughs> no, I mean, I, I say that in a tense, in a sense that like some of those were so hectic. Like, dude, we we would wait till the last minute and stuff would break, and it just like. It's just, it's, it's like I said, we've come a long way and and this is more toward the entry level entrepreneur uh, that wants to do something like you don't know what it is. You don't know what you want to do, but the, the basis of it is like, do something like if it doesn't work, then yeah, it's shitty and it's, it sucks. But if you come away from it, learning something, which I, I can't imagine you wouldn't. You know, you can you can come away from it losing a lot of money. That's for damn sure. But you can come away from it learning a lot. And if you're not learning a lot, then you were never really invested in it in the first place. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so I just look back on our... How long have we been stream, like broadcasting? Two years? I mean, what? Uh, let's see. November of 2019 is when we started. Oh, so about almost three years. Yeah, almost three years. Jesus. I mean, a little over two years, I guess I should say. Over two. Well, I mean, this year it'll be three years. <laughs> yeah, come November. So, I mean, you know, we we <laughs> we've learned a lot for sure, and and we've we've upgraded and we've changed and we've adapted a lot, and we've met a lot of cool people along the way, and that isn't going to stop. It's going to get not only better, it's going to get more interesting. We're going to have a lot more people on that are you know different for sure. I feel like I was going to say something. You feel like you're going to say something. But I'm still reminiscing. Because I am very sad right now. Oh, now you're <laughs> sad, huh? I don't. You know when you finally have something going to hit you and you're like, wow. The end of an era, really? That's what it is. I mean, it's the end of an yeah. era. You know, we're, we're moving on from from the drunk boys and we're becoming someone else. And when we are ready is that the right way to say it when we're when we're prepared <laughs> no, i don't know <laughs> i was like where are we going with this <laughs> i don't know man we're, we're not we're not what i'm saying is we're not quite there we're very very close to being the new the new us but we're not quite there i was like what you're gonna go like the we're not we're not quite there to being the joe rogan's <laughs> how many joe rogan's are there you know he has like a real like real absurd fascination fascination with Porsches. He's like super into Porsche. He's got a bunch of GT3s. I mean, I'm not surprised. Everyone pretty, has a weird pretty passion. impressive collection of GT3s. <laughs> I can see it. Then again, I'm not a Joe Rogan fan, so I don't follow him that much. You know, one thing I will say about Joe Rogan is I'm not necessarily a Joe Rogan fan. I am a fan of some of the guests that he has on though. That's what makes his podcast. 
Right. And that's, you know. Granted, he does say some stupid stuff, though, so. Like what? I mean, let's 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 look back at the whole Corona thing he said. Corona <laughs> thing. He said something about Corona, which put everyone in an uproar, and was like, and everyone was starting to leave Spotify because of it. <laughs> well, he said something recently again that caused um, people to be upset. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was the dumb. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The Dallas Observer: the dumbest things that Joe Rogan has said. Why? <laughs> Uh, oh, that's gotta be good. Hold on. <laughs> I want you to let Spotify know immediately today that I want all my music off their platform. Young wrote, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Spotify's Joe Rogan encourages healthy young people not to get a coronavirus vaccine. Is that what you're talking about? I think probably. His show is Spotify's most popular podcast. If you're tw- if you're like, this is a quote. If you're like 21 years old. And you say to me, should I get a vaccine? I'll go, no. <laughs> this is a big article. I'm not reading all of this. I'm not surprised. I, I, I couldn't escape it for like a week. It was just every single day. Ro- Rogan blames forest fires on left-wing arsonists. What is the difference? This is this is strictly me asking this question. <laughs> what is the difference between left-wing and right-wing? Is left-wing liberals? I'm pretty sure left-wing is liberals. Should I fact-check that? Let's do it. Rogan calls bullshit on white nationalist group rally. Uh, hold on. I'll fact check in a second. <laughs> Rogan. Something else caught your eye. <laughs> there's, he has. Oh, the transgender thing. I actually kind of agreed with him on that. Not how deeply rooted his <laughs> distaste of it is, but it was the boxing thing and the MMA thing. You know what you should do? Hmm. Hand me that beer. That's my beer. I mean, that's a beer you got out of my fridge. <laughs> okay. It's a drunk boy's basement. We have to be drinking. Yeah, this is this is it. <laughs> this is it, man. As a, as a send off. <laughs> um, we're gonna kind of go back to our roots on just jumping over the place and being just nonsensical. It's the first time we've been able to. But do you agree that? If you have a transgender individual in the UFC that was a man that is now fight that that now identifies as a woman, that they should go into a ring with another woman. They should have their own. See, league. I think we talked about this a long time ago. I feel like we did. Probably. Where there was some woman, and I, this was this was about a year ago, probably or two years ago, where she transitioned. He. He trans he he transitioned into her. They transitioned into them. I don't know what the proper what? pronouns are for this. Dude is no longer dude, is what I'm saying. Okay, all right. Dude that is no longer dude goes and fights women that were always women. Yeah. And then beat the absolute piss out of this woman in the UFC. I mean, at the end of the day, the your 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 body, your skeletal system, whatever the hell you want to skeletal say. Skeletal system. Huh? Your your physical body as a man sh- is mm. typically yummy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it is typically stronger than a female. It is built to be stronger than a female. I feel like, and I don't feel like any sort of. I mean, I, I know some guys that are not. Oh yeah, exactly. They're, they're exceptions. <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying it's 100 percent true. I'm just saying that typically, 
Well, yeah, tip like yeah. The the, the point is is that men's physical physiological body is is stronger than a woman's, and so you typically. put yeah. You, typically, you put you put. <laughs> I know once, some. I know some guys that could be thrown around by women. So well, yeah, they probably like that. That's, <laughs> that's the that's the point. You when you put when you put dude, who's no longer dude, in a women's UFC fight, that no longer dude is going to beat the piss out of that woman. I mean, okay, okay. You know what? After a certain amount of transformation, transformation. is how I'll say it. I don't think that's politically correct. I wonder, actually. There's probably some women that could compete with a transgender male. Yeah, Ronda Rousey could fuck up some dude that's <laughs> no longer a dude. Have you seen her? Uh-uh. She's huge. After that fast... Wasn't she in Fast and Furious for she, uh, one movie? Probably. She's... <laughs> dude, she's... Her lats and just her shoulders are... Anyway. Who would win? Her or Dwayne? The Rock Johnson? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, when you get technical about it, you have to look at their body weights versus, and Ronda's probably going to be lower. I mean, probably, uh, I guess but, that's true. But when you're looking at like UFC, it's about agility, right? And, yeah. And I was watching a UFC fight. This ain't no sumo wrestling. Did you say skumo? Sumo? Sumo wrestling. Sumo. <laughs> the PG version of the sumo. No, what I was saying was I was, uh, we were, I was at the gym and they, where we were watching UFC, just like a short snippet of it. And like, um, some of these guys were getting gassed in like round two, like both of them were getting, like both of them were getting exhausted. And again, they're, they're one minute rounds. So they're not super long, but when you're, when you're actively punching and throwing kicks, it gets exhausting. So really to me, if you're looking at a Ronda Rousey versus the rock fight, I would take Ronda just because I bet she has better stamina. I could see it. Because again, you, you just. There's a reason you, he's called The Rock. You just. <laughs> shut up. You just outlast them two or three rounds, and then you just. So you just play, to me, you play defense for like one or two rounds. Okay. And then the third round, you just come in swinging because dude's going to be tired as shit. And there, there, there was a UFC fighter, and I don't know who it is, but that's that's his whole tactic is he'll just exhaust the opponent and like the last two rounds will come in swinging. Sounds like Logan Paul. <laughs> Isn't that the guy who's, who does the wrestling, or not wrestling, um, UFC stuff? No, it's Jake. Jake Paul, that's what I'm picking up. Yeah, he, Jake Paul's calling out all these people. I don't understand that, man. I don't understand... How you can, like, when you look at it from more of a holistic standpoint, like how you become such a big celebrity and then you just either blow it or you just become like an absolute dick. Like what? Well, isn't that like the thing about like what power does to people? Like somebody who's not ready to have all this power and gets it like. But it happens more so with young people, you know, because like Jake and Logan got famous off Vine and then, you know. Look at Justin Bieber. But yeah, and, and these like these brands pick them up, right? And they have no experience with any sort of thing like that. But then you get people that are rare, like Lindsay or not Lindsay Lohan. That was that's that's a not no never mind. Uh, <laughs> Hillary uh, Duff. Hillary Duff. Yeah, 
she was on, you know, Disney Channel and all that shit. She grew up. She Surprisingly. Had a, she had a family and like there's no drama. Like you Google drama shit about her. Not that I do. I never done that. <laughs> and there's nothing about it. It's like, oh, she was spotted in Beverly Hills. Like, cool. Whereas like Lindsay Lohan took down a jet or something. Like So I mean, I think it really depends Britney Spears, on Britney Spears, Hillary Duff. Well, Britney Spears. Oh not Hillary Duff. Uh Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan. Miley Cyrus, <laughs> she came but in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> but it's curious though, because there is nothing really. Like, think about it. Think about how like m- mostly introverted you are. Like, you got super famous, right? Yeah. And you developed some issue with drugs randomly. I can't imagine you'd want like the general public to see that. Right. And like Lindsay Lohan and like Miley Cyrus, like it's pretty openly known that they've had, they've struggled with substance abuse, but yeah. then the media sees that. Yeah. See, so it's like, you'd well, want but to that, be- that's the thing too, is paparazzi said so like you and I, we, we, we would never have paparazzi, but you get somebody who's famous. Well, I mean, in, in a hypothetical world, you, yeah. you get famous, you're assuming the paparazzi is going to be everywhere. So it's like, to me, you'd at least be a little bit conscious of that. Like they would, they, they're, you're, they're documenting your every move. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to do drugs, you're like, you'd want to do it in your house, not, you know, crashing a, a fucking Lamborghini into a tree or whatever Justin Bieber did. <laughs> I don't think he's on drugs at that point though. But, but again, it's like minimizing the amount of stupidity that you're portraying to the world, because it's not only like just the dude in the car next to you that's watching. It's like the entire world. Yeah. And it's probably hard for me to like understand it because I've never been to that point. But it's like I just the way that I exist now, I would think that the more people that are watching, the more like PC and culture you'd want to be, like or uh, uh, not cultured. But uh, I, I mean, conversely though, I mean, if you get if you get famous in those ways, your fame comes from your the from the people who are looking at you. So the whole entire world. But looking at if you people are no longer looking at you, then you risk losing that fame and everything you've built. But looking at you in a positive light, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of an example. I guess what I'm getting at is like, if I was a celebrity, I would not want my dirty laundry to be all over the goddamn place. processing <laughs> like 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 my my yeah you, you kind of want to keep yourself like, like if i'm doing drugs i'm probably going to keep that to myself as best i can true I, here's the thing though is is i think i think a lot of the drug stuff is either okay so it's it goes one of two ways either celebrity self-identifies that they are doing drugs or self-advertises i should say how so what do you what, what? so I, I i think i i think like we'll take the drug example mm. I don't, a lot of celebrities don't come out and just like, or, or they're not caught admit. doing drugs. No, unless they're, it's an they're, accident. they're being fucking like off the rocker. Yeah. And people are like, Hey, clearly that's not normal. Well, I, I mean, cause I mean, you know, how, how best to put this? Cause I was going to say like, cause there's a lot of, I, I feel like it's a combination of two things. Mm. One drugs, first off addictive. You're if you get addicted, Secondly, your psychological state when you have like the entire world watching you, wanting you to do something like create a song or 
star in a movie. I don't fucking. You're, like, so you're saying like just the sheer pressure causes some of these individuals yeah. to turn I, to substances to. Well, I, I, I think that's a, a lot of it too. Yeah, is the sheer the sheer pressure mm-hmm. because they have managers and people who are like, what's next? <laughs> How can we suck more money? <laughs> yeah, which is true, but I mean. I just find fame to be so taboo. Like, and it makes you look at, you look at Justin Bieber. I mean, that case is probably more of like what he was like 16 or 17 when he started getting famous or even younger. Yeah. And then he Um, like, he wrecked his car. And at that point, I mean, you're, you're very susceptible to peer pressure, the people around you. And so I I don't think that was more of like him wanting his bad laundry out. I think that was him just, basically wanted to be a part of the, the, the crowd he is around. I mean, perhaps I, I just, I just find that, um, the dynamic of fame and celebrities is just odd to me. Yeah. It's just weird, you know, because you get, you get, again, using like Hillary Duff as an example, you get people like her who are like, this is, this is great. Like I had a lot of fun doing my job, which, you know, yeah. you know, she was doing her job. And then you get other people like Miley Cyrus who just take it way too far or whatever it is. You know, they don't know their own. I, I still will f- forever find that surprising. Um, Cause cons- considering everything I hear about how Disney channel actors are treated. I've heard that as well. We had, I think, I think homegirl that was on the show, uh, Freaking cat, cat. <laughs> wow. Say Kate. Uh, Apologies for that. Yeah, no, her name's Kate, but um, she was saying the same thing, you know. And it's again, you have to you have to realize that like Disney Channel stars are kids, and there's, I'm sure, I, I mean, I know that there are laws that Disney Channel, as as a company, is able to figure out how to skirt. Mm-hmm. For for child labor laws and stuff like that, because there's, I mean, uh, even my boss, his daughter is uh, 15 and she's a Netflix star. Really? Yeah, she's she's on uh, Honey Girls. If any of you watching, listening, it's like Honey Girls. Shout out my boss. Right. Yeah, no, no, he's he's uh she's been she's been acting and and singing for years and, um. I can't remember the story he was telling me. It was somewhere along the lines of she was shooting this movie in Canada and she was 15. She is 15 still, I think. She's going to be 16 in like a month. And she was shooting this movie and in Canada, the legal working age is 16. And since she was 15, she had to have like X amount of breaks or whatever throughout the throughout the show. And my boss was telling me that she never got those. And so what they did was they said, listen, what we'll do is we'll cut your working hours down, but we'll increase your salary. And that's how they kind of skirted the whole, there, there's a whole, a whole thing behind that. But I firmly believe that Disney Channel has screwed up some of these child stars for sure. Oh, most of them. Because it's a, you're going to be on TV and they go, great. And then the network takes advantage of them, right? And they don't, and some of these people don't have like decent agents or the agents are shitty people. So they don't really look out for them. But that's like the whole point of some of these agents is to be like, yeah, my client quote unquote is like 14, but it's going to be on TV. So you need to abide by X, Y, Z. And most of these don't do that because the family's already semi wealthy. So they're like, just 
let my daughter or son act and it's not a big deal you know it's true i wonder i wonder if that's a thing too is like if these if these agents knowingly do do that because dude i would imagine some of these motherfuckers get kickbacks for sure oh for sure there's got to be a lot of kickbacks for these things because i mean even even my boss was like yeah we went through a dozen or so agents i mean that that really brings my mind like the process though because i'm looking at i'm gonna use miley cyrus as an example Mm -hmm. her dad who is a very down-to-earth guy yeah billy ray cyrus um who see who seems like he has his head on and is not like crazy um maybe he's trying not to air his dirty laundry I'm just <laughs> saying like, maybe he's really secretive. You never know. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. No, it just, it, yeah, that makes a lot of questions raised to my mind. So speaking of like child stars and Disney Channel, I've been really getting into these um, icebergs. You know what an iceberg is? Like not the actual physical thing, but like the iceberg levels of things. Wait, wait. Who? Who's the? Who's the twin? The kid twins that? Dylan and Cole Sprouse. No, they're they're females. Oh, uh, it's like Kate, I think, was one of them. Mary Kate and Ashley. It might be. The Olsen twins? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm thinking of. Have you seen them recently? Uh, I remember they looked terrible Holy last time I saw them. Shit. We're going to take a slight <laughs> commercial break. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> they look even worse, probably. No, there was, there was one image that, yeah, dude, like, like, fucking skeletons in your closet (laughs) those are your sleep paralysis demons (laughs) she's got mad cheekbones bro like just sitting at the the end of your bed just looking at you (laughs) i've had a few of those nightmares wouldn't it be like super hot though if the olsen twin no no it would not be (laughs) no but so so i've been like getting into these icebergs recently so you have like uh like the dark web icebergs Right, so you have you have all the stuff that's available on the service net, yeah. The stuff that's a little bit sus on the service net, the stuff that gets like increasingly worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And um, to get to the dark web. Well, conversely, <laughs> so 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 um, one of the things that's that's uh, I was watching was what was it? So I just brought to mind like wasn't there something that said like as normal users of the internet we only see like three or five percent of the internet four percent of the actual internet yeah um so i was i was doing some i kind of stumbled upon this thing on reddit a couple days ago and it was the youtube algorithm and have you ever heard of elsa so okay all right all right so you you get on a youtube and you like you search stuff right you search how to repair an ac how to how to do this that the other thing yep there is a certain section of YouTube that is accidentally stumbled on. And this isn't necessarily this. So it's, it's more of a YouTube iceberg. So you can Google, you can not Google, you can YouTube and search for all the stuff that, you know, your, your bands, your music, your, all your stuff. And then you slowly kind of like dip down into the, the depths of YouTube and this guy was doing some research on like the depths, darker spots of YouTube. And a lot of the stuff you accidentally stumble on. 
But one of the things that was prevalent uh, in about, I don't know, 2018, 19, it was, it was called Elsa Gate. So Elsa, the, 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 the character in Frozen, okay. one of the things that's, that these, these people, these individuals were doing was they'd create these thumbnails and these tags on videos that were child-friendly, and these kids would click on the videos and it would be like just some dude getting like decapitated or something. So that was called Elsagate, yeah. So a lot of people were like baiting these kids, like these young kids, because for a while, and YouTube still has it, is it's like a kids section. So like yeah. the parents can set all these parameters, and and the kids only are able to look at certain types of shit. And these individuals, I don't know how large this group is, but these individuals were able to circumvent the YouTube algorithm. And what they were doing by circumventing the YouTube al- YouTube algorithm is I'm, I'm giving everyone listening the recipe to do this. <laughs> but so you search like um, AC repair and it comes up with AC repair videos. Yeah. What YouTube doesn't scan for is you do the A slash C, which is, uh, oh, what does it stand for? Mm-hmm. You do, you do, you do these, these, uh, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You do these different combinations. So you do A slash C, where you put in emojis into the search bar on YouTube. Yeah. You put in random symbols, Arabic symbols, and it'll send you to just fucked up videos, like shit you'd see on like gore.com. And okay. what was happening was, for some reason, these individuals were able to circumvent the YouTube, al- YouTube algorithm, because YouTube is like scanning for like sex, porn boobs like you know all that kind of stuff but these people were tagging all these like fucked up videos under like random uh combinations of letters and numbers and words yeah and for a long time on the the youtube subreddit or whatever it was there was like a string of shit that was going around and it was like you copy this and you put it in youtube there's a guy getting decapitated huh and that stemmed from Elsagate because a lot of these thumbnails were like normal, like there's like a dog catching a frisbee and you click on it and it's like some dude getting like his face blown off. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, so there's like, that's the YouTube iceberg. Like it's so, because, and the, the way you can't like search on YouTube, like if any of you listening or watching or us got on YouTube, like guy blowing head off, it's not going to be a dude like committing suicide <laughs> on YouTube, right? But the thing that's so wild about it is... In fact, your FBI agent is going to be like... (laughs) He's going to be like, Jesus Christ! (laughs) The thing that's weird, though, is YouTube is aware of the issue. They've been aware of it since 2018, but they haven't been able to fix it. Really? Because all of these different symbols and all these different combinations of letters, words, numbers, exclamation, like uh, punctuation points and emojis get past the algorithm. They can't fix it. Huh. So... Right now, there is shit on YouTube. If you know the right combination of emojis, symbols, and letters, and numbers, and punctuations, if you put in the search bar, you're going to watch that, that streamer, uh, you probably aren't familiar with him, that blew his head off on Twitch, or on, uh, on YouTube, on Facebook Live. Uh, I think I remember hearing about yeah. him, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking on there. Huh. Like, that's what, so, that was what was tripping people out, is these, these combinations. And it was some guy that was randomly posting these combinations on uh, on Reddit, and he would c- keep creating these different accounts. 
like over and over and over and over and over because you keep getting banned over and over and over. And he created so many of these combinations. There's like literally tens of thousands of these combinations floating around on Reddit and YouTube can't do shit about it because there are so many. Holy crap. I thought I just, it's, I, it's, it's terrifying how powerful Reddit is. It's 4chan for me. 4chan <laughs> is what, what's a little bit. Yeah. I mean, 4chan, if, I mean, what 4chan is pretty much like. 4, 4chan was in the in the realm of gore.com, which is no longer up, because gore.com was like the the fucking live leak videos of like people getting sucked into like paper mills and shit, like the real gruesome stuff. That got taken down by the FBI in 2016, and then in 2017, runthegauntlet.com, which is no longer up, <laughs> got posted. <laughs> And I mean, the hell is I'm run the gauntlet. <laughs> it was gore.com. Oh, <laughs> but what it was is you would queue in. So you'd like go to the website and then you click on the first video and it's pretty much like you see how many videos you can get through before you're like, all right, this is fucked. And it would like, they had like a leaderboard on that shit. So you, you like create a username and then you sign into the, it's literally like a YouTube, right? And you click on the first video and like, People were not getting past like five videos, and they're like three to t- like two to three minute videos of like just the worst shit. And oh my God. yeah, that got taken. To- that was on the surface web for like years to like 2019. What? So that was like that was what was so wild to me is like there are still on the surface web if you know where to look, really like fucked up things. Yeah. And that's what was so fascinating about, like, the YouTube iceberg was because just the fact that, like, children were able to stumble across this stuff was bonkers to me. Because, like, YouTube has crazy algorithms that make sure they scrub the piss out of all that stuff. And it was still getting on to, like, YouTube kids. So imagine trying to explain to your five-year-old why that dude no longer has a head. (laughs) It was like brutal. Like it was like gang executions and like cartel shootings, like crazy well, Daddy, stuff. He doesn't have a head. That's not Fortnite. <laughs> That's not Fork Knife. That's Apex. That's Apex. <laughs> no, I just thought that shit was so Apex weird. Apex of the internet. And there's there's like tons of other like websites, like the i the uh, website iceberg that's out there. There's random. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that one. There's it's. It's like a 90-minute video. It's a long video, and the guy goes through each of them. And, like, as he gets lower and lower on the iceberg, it just keeps getting more and more weird. Like, they're not necessarily uncomfortable websites. They're just, like, weird. And so you get into the whole, like, ARG type thing. Like, you know what an ARG is, right? Probably should. It's like a a scavenger hunt slash story that's, that's built. So, like, you have, like, a puzzle in one website that takes you to another website and, like, tells a story across all these sites. And Reddit's – it's real popular on Reddit. A lot of people like playing these ARGs because some of them are very, very difficult to decipher. So it's kind of like a puzzle, really, is what it is. It's like an ARG. And so a lot of these websites, as you get deeper, deeper down, where people were convinced that these were, like, ARGs. And who knows, you know, because – and – Anyway, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a lot of these. A lot of these icebergs are very fascinating, and then you get in like to the dark web and like Silk Road and and all these, um, 
very deep websites that you can't get to on the surface web. <laughs> One of, I've been talking for a long time. I'm fascinated actually. So, okay. It's been, this, it's been, it's been a hot minute since I've been this fascinated actually. Right, so <laughs> here's another one. So on the deep web, there is, uh, if you can find it because all these links always change, right? There is a spot where you can go to where these, there's all these hitmen. you can hire a hitman to, to, to kill somebody. 99% of these have been debunked to just be scams because a lot of these guys accept Bitcoin and they you give them Bitcoin and they disappear, right? Yeah. There's not a lot of people um, that are hitmen, right? And if they're if they're hitmen, you're not going to be able to find them. That's that's <laughs> like a lot of a lot of the research that have been done by these like internet sleuths and like redditors is yeah. if you're a very, 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 if you're actually a hitman and you're very good at it, you're not going to be fucking posting on the dark web. You're yeah. going to be contracted by governments. You're going to be contracted by like high powered individuals, right? So you're not going to exist. But let me, let me just pull up the name of this because I thought this was fascinating of, of how they went about what they did. Um, so there's this, there it is. Okay. So, there's, there's, you get on the dark web, there's lots of hitmen, there's lots of uh, different sites you can go to, to to buy a hitman, right? And this is a very long story, so I'm going to just kind of cliff note it, because it's it's like an hour and a half video on YouTube, and I highly suggest everyone watch it, because it's very <laughs> interesting, but the name of this group is called Besa Mafia, and <laughs> the thing that was fascinating about this group is what they did was they actually went to the surface net and this guy was spamming review sites with positive reviews about the hits that were being carried out by this group <laughs> so you google basa mafia at one point in 20 i think it was 16 to 18 every single website that you could possibly go to that reviewed like random companies basa mafia was on people were rating them five stars and because of the rating, they got up to the top search result on Google for months, literal months. And so you got this this uh, journalist from the UK that started investigating this and was like, okay, is no one paying attention to like, what's going on here? There were reviews, on I swear to God, on Yelp. There were like 10 out of 10. This guy killed my wife like really well. But what it was was it was just this one guy. And he was writing all of these reviews over and over and over on all these sites. He would take like a month off and then come back and then write all these positive reviews. And he was spamming the internet and the review sites so much that for about a year, you could Google base a mafia and the first thing would come up positive reviews on everything. Right. And so what this guy did was he wrote to the, you, so you get on the dark web, right? You stumble across base a mafia's page. And you see the contact us, you know, because every hit website has a contact <laughs> us. And this this journalist wrote to Base Mafia and was like, what's going on here? The thing that was peculiar was the guy wrote back and he said, you know, we've got gangs everywhere. We're, we're hitmen. We're like an elite group of hitmen, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, the thing that's crazy is 
I've never, no one's ever heard of you except for the surface web. There's all these positive reviews. Why are there, you know, he's, he's taking it for granted. He's for a grain of salt, right? Like why aren't there any negative reviews? And so, you know, they're having this conversation. There's a lot of stuff that I've omitted because again, I think it's a very interesting video to watch. But the thing that I thought was the funniest was the guy that's, that's Yuma is his name, that the user that's, that's running this website, right? He said, all right, if you stop asking questions, I'll, we'll run, we'll, for 50 bucks, I'll pay you $50 a, a month to run my ads on your website because he's a journalist. Like, I was like, I'm not doing that. Absolutely not. And each time Yuma would get more and more aggressive, right? He'd say, let me do this. Let me do that. And the journalist was like, yeah, not doing that. So finally he started threatening the journalist. And he was saying, well, we're, I'm going to tell the whole deep web that you're an undercover cop. So you're not going to be able to enter the deep web anymore. And the guy was like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, and so the correspondence stopped for a while. And then, you know, six, nine months later after this correspondence, some videos on YouTube surfaced of these guys throwing uh, uh, Molotov cocktails at these cars to, to show like, and they'd have these signs right before the video that said, uh, burning car on behalf of base of mafia. And then they'd at these people like the journalist yeah, to show that there's clout. Right. So fast forward, um, what this journalist did. So he went to the cops, he went to, to Interpol. He went to the FBI. He went to all these agencies and said, this is a situation like these guys may have not been killing people, but they're like threatening, like, you know, the burning cars, all this shit. All of these people turn, turned uh, this journalist down. They're like, well, if it gets really bad, then we'll intervene, right? They never intervened in this. So he took matters into his own hands. And he dug around on the, uh, the dark web for you know a couple days and found a, a black hat hacker. And the thing about the dark web and websites that are created at the Onion link, they're really easy to hack. Like the security on the dark web is like booty. Like it's not good. Yeah. So he got this guy, right? He hacks into the website and it's just Yuma, right? And it's just Yuma responding to all these people. Like he, they got the messages, they got the users, they got all this shit. Like, I mean, this guy, this journalist on the gray area of doing illegal activities because it is the dark web hacked this website and got all of these users information. And so it's these people that are like, well, let me, let me back up just a tiny bit. The reason that all those reviews were everywhere was because he was trying to create clout. He created <laughs> so much clout that his website was the single most visited hitman quote-unquote website on the dark web because he was creating this immense amount of like, this is real for sure, presence on the, on the dark web. And so all of these people are going these these would be murderers right are going to this to this website the base of mafia dot onion dot com or whatever it is to be like i want my ex-wife killed i want my husband killed i want my boyfriend my girlfriend my fucking neighbor killed right so these these are all would be murderers there's sixty six thousand of these correspondence between these people and there's like five thousand of these pe actual people so between those five thousand you have sixty six thousand correspondence yeah to Yuma, right? And Yuma is saying, yeah, I've got gangs in this place, that place, this place. And I mean, they, he was reading out some of the messages. I mean, some of these people are fucking wild. 
Like I want it to look like an accident. Like he slept with my my wife or, or this, that, <laughs> the other thing. And so what this journalist started doing is they hacked this website and he started pulling all of these conversations onto the surface web to just show people. And the wildest part of the story is as this journalist is pulling all of these conversations that this Yuma person is having. Um, and there's, there's another side story to this, um, about this, this, this woman that lost $13,000 to this guy, but I won't get into that because that's what was happening, right? Is this, this guy was promising all this shit, making it look legitimate because it was even on the surface web, this was a real thing. So you get into the dark web. Absolutely. This is a real hit site, right? But the thing that's the craziest about this story, so this journalist that was investigating this, uh, this Basin Mafia group that no... <laughs> Shut up, Pat! She's interested. <laughs> so the, the, this journalist that was inve- investigating this Basin Mafia group from the very beginning was, was grabbing all this info, all this hacked info, right? And he eventually, this, this black hat that he was working with got deep enough into the website that they shut it down to where they were able to get the Yuma dude's Gmail and like where he lived, like his IP address and all this stuff. And they'd plastered this message on the base of mafia website homepage that said base of mafia is shut down. It was all a scam. We're so sorry. But the thing that was the craziest is this Yuma character was able to manipulate the search engines so well on the surface web that he made it look like the journalist was the one that was running the website and the journalist actually got arrested in the UK in 2019. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, that's like kind of a, a hard stop to the story, but that's what happened is this guy spent three years of his life investigating this would be hit website and he ended up actually getting arrested. So now you got to shout out the, the, was the docuseries, I take it? Yeah, so um, that's a good point. We're going to give a hard stop there. <laughs> yeah, so so the the guy that does these on YouTube, his name is Barry, <laughs> Barely Sociable. <laughs> he has a lot of these videos, but his video on the, on the base of Mafia was one of the most entertaining videos that I've seen on YouTube in a long time. Wait, is that what's called? Barely Sociable? Barely Sociable is his channel, and he's got tons of these different uh, different videos. But Basin Mafia was just so interesting to me because of how well this individual was able to manipulate not only 6,000 different people, but the entire surface web. I mean, he manipulated it so hard that it ended up on Fox News and CNN because of how many positive reviews this guy's hit website had. <laughs> wow. That's kind of mind-blowing, actually. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> like, that shit is nuts. And over the course of, I think, four years, he was able to garner about six, $760,000 in Bitcoin. Holy crap. So, because, again, this is people... He made it so legitimate that people were giving him money. So that begs the question, how do you prosecute an individual who is conducting illegal activities on technically an illegal website... I feel like you're going to continue on that. PEMDAS. They cancel each other out. <laughs> no, but but the, the bottom line is there's t- 
tons of these different interesting stories out there. I mean, I there's yeah. another story I could tell that would take an hour, but <laughs> we'll have to save that for another session. We will. <laughs> but to preface it, it was a cult in the United States in the 80s that has ties to the CIA, and it was a real thing. So real that the FBI got too close, and the CIA actually came in and shut them down. Really. It's a real thing. It, it's documented. It's in papers. It was on the news. It's a real thing. Huh. So I do have ties to the CIA. The cult? Yeah. Yes. Because I need to start as, 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 again, an overview, as the FBI and state police started getting closer to this group, and they started finding incriminating evidence of things that are not okay, like human trafficking, child abuse, and all sorts of stuff. It just so happened that the senior, how do you, the, 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 what senior investigator, the station, no, not the station chief. That's FBI. The, uh, Oh, what do you, the, the, the lead. Yeah. I mean, it's the lead investigator, of the FBI that he has a, there's a term and I cannot <laughs> special agent in charge. Okay. All right got approached by the CIA and the Justice Department, the Justice Department, and was told to back off. Huh. Knowing that there was child abuse, uh, sex trafficking, and human trafficking going on. And the CIA told them to back off. Really? That's a real thing. And it again, it's documented. There's papers. There's articles. There's all sorts of shit. There's even um, the FBI in 2019 released the entire uh, case report on Twitter. It's 190 pages. <laughs> so the bottom line is there's a lot more shit out there than meets the eye. And barely, bar, barely, 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 barely sociable has tons of that stuff on his channel. He's very good at narrating. We have no affiliation with him, but I've been watching his channel for years because he's got very fascinating stuff. So, with that being said, I need to go to the bathroom for the last time. <laughs> we are the drunk boys. This is where drunk conversations happen. We've had and so Sean's much laughter. fun <laughs> interacting, drinking, and talking to you guys for years. This is us saying goodbye. I'm looking forward to an even greater chapter. So thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of Drunk Boys Bit Art. Actually, I have to change that. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us on the final episode of Drunk Boys Basements. Uh, I, I can't say the rest of that either. Nope. This is this is screwing me up. I guess I'll leave it with this. Thanks everyone for listening in to the final episode of the Drunk Boys Basements. Look forward to seeing you all in the next chapter. Make sure to check out our social media for where you can find us next. And have a great weekend. Don't forget, please listen responsibly.